1: Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A, a, a grain of rice. A,
2: a, a grain of rice. you going to tip the scale. Just remember that. Then. There's that small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Murad into the game. Our mission was to show that
0: we're no longer the Whipping Boys of Munster. Hi folks, happy new year to you all out there. Um, Podcast land, Uh, we're back here in the Irish Examiner. And it's great to have Allianz back on board as our sponsors for the National League coverage here in the Examiner podcast. League, I suppose, is what we're looking at. But we will look at overall stuff here, Uh, Anthony Daly here. Uh, they got me down the fog here to Cork, uh, surrounded by Cork people. we delighted to have, for the first time, Mark Landers here today. We still have Joe Cunningham. What information we'll get out of him, I don't know, um, but we'll try him.
1: <laughs>
0: and Michael Moynihan. And Larry, the good Tipperary man, is with us here. And obviously I'm here to keep everything neutral and above board and non-traditional big two in Munster and all that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so let's great to see you again and good to be going again sure I was thinking how are we going to go about it and then look at we'll just tear into it I think uh, and that's the way to look at it I suppose I was thinking the last couple of nights what we talk about and what way we'd approach it I think we can't ignore the club finals just over um and Mark you just mentioned us about the new format and that kind of thing and uh yeah. Did, did we think it was a success? Was it, was it yeah. too hard on
2: the players? I, I, I suppose Anthony, um, a co- the co- there's a couple of things, I suppose the, the big change really is the move backwards from Patrick's day to January to complete the clubs, the club finals. And I think that is a good thing, uh, starting off, as a starting point, I suppose bringing it, giving the, the, the guys that play in the club finals, um, I suppose a break, and I know it from a and Ali's point of view. Uh, they've, they're taking a month off now uh, To rest and kind of recover And get back on the horse again But they won't the have long 20. day Before they're out again right? They will be out again And look they'll, they'll be starting Their own leagues In the start of March And stuff like that But I think the reality is We've made The, the G.A. has made one step To move from March to January I think The next step now Is to move from January Back to December Because you know They've played their Munster and Leinster finals uh, In the back end of November And the start of December I think for the sake Of another fortnight Go and play your semi-finals and finals Complete it before Christmas and be done, you know. Play your championship in one calendar year. That would be that would be my side of it. Now, there obviously is another side where you look at soccer and you look at rugby. The likes of Munster and Linster in rugby were out over the the Christmas period, and a lot of the GFs said, you know, it was tough uh, not having a Christmas. But the other the other professions are don't have a Christmas either. But the difference is they're professional. Our lads are amateur. So I think if I from a from a GAA perspective. Um, I would say I would be encouraging the GA to finish it in December now and get on with it and give lads the Christmas off and, and and get into the new year. Yeah, I
0: don't think the plan is to do it's bring it shorten it up again next year. Play the finals around the fifth or sixth of January and then by the twenty twenty one we will have a, f- a finishing day before Christmas. Is that the plan. Yeah,
3: it was interesting to open Boris Lee for their press thing to Paddy Stapleton. He was saying they enjoyed the fact that you were rolling on almost week on week, and he was saying if you would wait another five or six weeks into march he said they'd find that hard to handle now obviously ballyhale would probably have their own way of doing that but speaking to them they seem to favor that that if even if you came back into december to be better because you'd nearly be at that sweet kind of two weeks two weeks two weeks and you'd get it over and done because even brendan maher who i would say prepares as well as anyone in ireland was saying it was very tough he said mentally over christmas because you would never get away from the match mm. even the training wasn't too bad physically but they were thinking about it all the time. Whereas he said he was going to send off the record. Really, like if you played it before Christmas, you know you'd have it all done with? And also, like like himself and McCormick and these guys could have gone on the team holiday maybe as well, and maybe like at the, I don't know, know the, for the record, they were sent as great to be in dollar and club final. But I'm sure after the year they put on the tip, they wouldn't mind a break either.
0: Yeah, I got I got there once, and I'd say the the team holiday didn't really help Cluck preparations for the for the semi final. <laughs> so if we had our time over. We'd like this yeah. system and yeah. maybe go away yeah. somewhere for ten days now. Yeah, um, uh, do you tell want to
1: change Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. The lot I think the, you know I think they've made the efforts to bring it down to uh, to December. Ideally, if you can finish it off in the calendar year, to be ideal, like you know I think to it. But it's it's an improvement. I think anything any of the players that you'd be speaking to, if they were to carry on and waiting until Patrick's day, you know, by the time they they have a break or two after that because it's so intense, to uh, the preparation, the planning up to Patrick's day, and then you're, you're in April before you're back playing with your county again. So I think anything they can do to bring that forward, even to in, I suppose, to the calendar year would be ideal. In fairness, I remember after the Kilkenny County final,
3: Henry Shefflin said last year they won it on a Sunday, and on Wednesday TJ and the lads were all back in with Kilkenny. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's, mm. that's fairly inhuman, no unfairness. No, Even though they're well used to winning all ireland you'd give them a few a few weeks, you said, least. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it is. And on that, I suppose, like, you'd have to look at the overall structure as well. That Like, there's no way, I, and it's a, been a bugbear of mine for years, and plenty Galway lads fight with me over, but they're getting a straight passage after winning Galway into an All-Ireland semi-final is, is fair hard going when you look at, you know, the team that might be in Munster that have to win a quarter final. Uh, and then win a semi-final and maybe take on a, a Bally Gunner or a, you know a Boris Ali or whoever is out on a particular year we know it changes for so often and they're only at the same stage I think we have to look at like if the Galway teams are in Leinster they possibly their champions should go into Leinster as well and they're the slowest to finish their championship as well because they have that time of course
1: but in fairness still I said the Ulster teams in the past where people might have thought of you know they'd get, that's the draw that you'd have looked for it's not as easy as before. In fairness, Lochneal put up a, a magnificent performance against Ballyhale. So, you know, getting the Ulster team maybe isn't as uh, as, as 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 easy, easy as of, before as it before. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, handy, the good I, draw, you
0: know. I don't particularly have a problem with the Ulster yeah. team because you win. Like, look at Schlockneil they win Derry. They have to beat the Down champions and the Antrim champions, most likely. And you know, we've all seen how good the Antrim champions certainly can be, and have have annexed a few titles. And always are very difficult to beat. So, I really have a problem with where they are coming from. But I just think. Do you know we the no. Galway guys are getting too much of an easy pass, and it's, it's no coincidence they have the most titles, I think, as well.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. Re- yeah, I suppose today the, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you. And I suppose if you go back ten or fifteen years ago on the inter-county side, that was the exact same scenario where the, that it happened. and the inter-county teams came into Dylan and that kind of has, has sorted itself out. Like
0: you know, we get all the Galway comments. Uh, Mark, you, yeah. you had a good, you had a good points yeah. on, on the finals yeah, over the weekend. The, we had a great weekend know, to hurling if you could make it a weekend. Correct.
2: And I think you know. The situation was that you had the junior and the intermediate on a Saturday, and if you wanted to stay for the triple header, I suppose is what I would call it, you had to stay overnight and wait for the hurling game the following day. Now, I think if you're a hurling man, or if you're a football person for that, or woman, man or woman, it doesn't make any difference, I think the GA should take a serious look at having the junior, the intermediate, and the senior final on the one day in Crow Park or so it doesn't make any difference because both sides but I think any club would want to play in crop Park uh, there probably is only a small limited amount of players within the club will get a chance to play in crop Park So, but I would then have the football the junior the intermediate and the senior football on another day I spoke to an awful lot of people who were up there on Saturday night. They would have loved to have stayed overnight, but they felt with their own club being involved themselves, they were going to be going back down the road with the lads. Now, on this occasion, the two Kilkenny teams won and the, the two Cork teams lost, but it didn't matter. Their own, they, had to, they felt they had to go back down the field or down the road, but they would have loved to have stayed on to see the senior final. And I, saw, I watched the two matches on the internet, and to the standard I was looking at, there was a huge gulf in standard between the junior and the intermediate on the night and I think obviously then if you had your senior game afterwards you'd see another golf as well and I think that's great from a neutral point of view and a hurling man's point of view to say these are the golfs, and if you're in charge of the juniors or in charge of the intermediate you say look lads this is what we have to do now to get up to the next level and I think the community can see it the effort that's going in and like all teams wherever they're at they want to push up and get better and get better but the big story for me Anthony would be yeah. I think the GAA should consider playing the three finals on the one day hurling and three football on the other day. Or,
0: yeah, or even one weekend where at uh, least one day one for week, hurling. one yeah. day
2: for all and, and do the opposite then the following year, you know, yeah. play your football on a Saturday,
0: play your hurling on the Sunday. Yeah, I think good suggestion. I think we'll touch on it obviously, we're going to change in all structures here now this morning but <laughs> you know, we, we also have a problem. I, I remember last year being on live for the Munster final and Leinster final and while we were watching the Munster final from the Gaelic grounds in Turlet or in Crow Park, the Joe McDonough was taking place behind the window and you know, I just I think there's a big push to give the Joe McDonough a proper setting yeah. and that is the proper setting before a provincial final. Yeah. But we have to be able to show and I think the big elephant in the room is neither provincial council are willing to willing to move to the Sunday. And I think if it was an alternate year, I don't think it would affect you know, Correct. Saturday evening now for any of us. All the grounds, better roads, Hopefully, if the Green Party don't get their way, we'll have the road between Limerick and uh, Cork yeah. getting to go ahead yeah. for a fella yeah. coming from West Clare. I tell you, it'll be a huge, huge advantage I'd already want to go to Tomb these mornings, but I wouldn't mind going to Cork. But uh, like, I, I just think that's a no-brainer as well. Like to give the joint on its proper place.
2: And, and, and as well as that, I suppose with the, I suppose with the fact that the matches are being, uh, you know, streamed live and stuff like that now. Like, you can still only fit in 45,000 people into Tullus and 80,000 into, there are There's probably five or 600,000 people that are actually watching the matches live, be it on the internet, being abroad, and, and just following the stream of information that's coming through, watching the matches on Saturday night live and, and through the internet. You have people from Australia, UK, you know, putting up their information. They are saying, I'm, I'm watching it from such and such a place. And it's like... Definitely, the Joe McDonough needs to be shown live and people that, that follow that county, they need to be able to see it, I, I suppose, if they're living abroad and so for that. Um, but it doesn't need to be another big game on clashing against us. So the Saturday and Sunday scenario, the GAA have got to seriously look at that. And i as you said, switch it back to following year then.
0: Yeah, I think if they ever got a, a signal of how important the Joe McDonough is, they got it this year. I mean, leash to win it and then come out and beat one of the three Dublin, Dublin. That came out of Leinster, so I mean, it is a serious format. It's a serious competition. It's a serious stepping stone. I think we just have to recognise that, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, something will be done to accommodate that. Um, just looking back at the weekend, Michael, further evidence that Kilkenny are on the way back. <laughs> well, or are if, if, back, if. if.
3: If, if Shane Walsh is anything to go by I, I think the whole of Ireland will be hoping they don't win the All-Ireland because he keeps keep us there till 6 o'clock if he gets on the panel. Oh, yeah, look, and I suppose what's what's admirable, in fairness, about it, particularly about the Conaghy and the Tullerone games was, and the Tullerone game in particular is that, like, they just fought and fought to the end and, I, you know, it's it's a cliché at this stage. You expect it from a Kenny team, whatever, the hurling or the physical conditioning or whoever the sh- superstar is, but the attitude is just so right. All the time. And even Pally Hale and the Sunday was more of the same. It was really in the melting pot when TJ stepped up in the end. And, like, that, I suppose, look, I'm conscious there's a, a man involved in an inter-county team here. like. But if it was that easy that you could just get fellas to have that attitude, you know, every team would be at it. But, like, it is obviously filtered down, you know, from the inter-county scene. It's no accident that the two Walshs, for instance, I suppose, are, are driving that with Tullerone. And that attitude is just, like, just keep going and fighting your back till the very end, which... You would hope every team does yeah. at every level, but they must be one of the only counties and then the club scene where it actually is there in front of you all the time. They'll just keep going till the till the, Although, like you'd have to say, you have to go to Father O'Neill's because, like, what did they do wrong? Do you know what I mean? Like a, a winner at the last puck of the game, you'd always
0: say, "Well, you know, could have gone either way." No in fairness. Yeah, Mark mentioned standards there, and like, met Mac the total and Father O'Neill's game to watch. Had it all, hadn't it? I know. Maybe now, if you saw the senior game straight after, you'd say there's more little, little skills and maybe defensive play that was a little bit better. But to watch it, it was a, a fabulous. The second half expected. was,
1: was, was, was super hurling. It was a great contest, like you know, what I mean, and, and you'd see. There's no doubt that like the, the, the guys that Park was and the Tommy was, the little touches, that make the difference. Like you know, was fantastic. But talking about attitude, there, Michael mentioned. I just say, look at it. I look at the Shamrocks. Uh, they didn't win their own club championship, not to Kenny. You know, most other counties, the teams that don't win it, they don't care. They, their attitude is actually quite poor, especially in Cork. If you don't win the county championship, teams don't really, really give a care. Whereas Connie and has said it. Look, we're in, you know, they're going on to win the All Ireland. Like, and it just goes to show. That if, if, it's, if it's about attitude, it's, you know, that showed it for me really.
0: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't question the Kilcane. I think Michael is well told. Whatever is going on at the top <laughs> is filtered down. It, have we, a little anomaly there where we're on about streamlining things. Do you know, and one of the things is that some championships are run completely different than others, and it's, like, I would consider Kilkenny Premier Intermediate, what Hullerone came out of, that's probably as good, if not better, than a lot of this bottom half of the Clare Senior Championship, do you know what I mean, so you really have a, a side that would never be Intermediate and Clare. Coming out and is, does that help them to win these All Irelands?
1: It probably does because they're so hard to beat when they get to the, when they get to that stage of the competition. But you're changing structures all over the place today. They, they, <laughs> it's very difficult because they don't have anything else. You know, their hurling is just uh, you know it's the it's the religion. You know everything up there, and you know they're so hard to beat. Like uh, you know you know I know a few guys who had a few quid on on the Kilkenny. We need to treat them because you know they're hard to beat in finals. Yeah. And it's yeah. you know what, what I I suppose yeah the only thing
2: I I, I suppose Anthony is just looking at. The, um, you know, there are 12 senior teams in Kilkenny and, um, you know, the county intermediate champions are, are really the 13th representative from that county. You now I suppose you look at our scenario in Cork at the moment where we've just changed our whole structure to five twelves, and our second 12 is still a senior team, so we're actually, our intermediate champions are your 25th team in the county and I would see that as being a huge anomaly from a Cork perspective that, you know, if... Cork were able to provide a 13th team, and mm-hmm. I think this is the same now in football as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but from a Kerry point of view, they have small numbers in the senior and intermediate. Their junior champions are always magnificent. So I, I, I'm only just looking at it from from a Cork perspective here. That um, just a quickie on that mark. Yeah. Could,
0: could the winners of the is it senior B now in Cork this so year? It's, it's, so it's, Father O'Neill's go senior B. Is that it? Yes. We're sort of kind. Could they still it, win so the champ
2: the championship? Uh, they could win the senior B championship, but they won't be allowed to compete in the intermediate. Great in the intermediate, Munster campaign and All Ireland campaign, but they can't win cork county no, championship the no that's the Not a yeah. there's no, no back door in there there's promotion and relegation now but i suppose it, in terms of re- representing the county going out in into a monster campaign there is you're talking about your 23rd team and the junior is down as far as your 61st team because you have you have two grades of senior you have three grades of intermediate and a 512 so it's six your 61st team Whereas in all other counties, it's probably your 25th team is competing in the junior championship. Yeah, it's, it's so a, so a fair, fair, caucus, uh, <laughs> caucus fair exception. Yeah, things We, and, we just have to, to rename. I think we just re- to rename the, t- the the grades and uh, get those uh, those teams into the, into those. But like from a club championship, it was a hugely successful club championship. That's the big thing as yeah. was. And uh, you know, speaking to both we said Russell Rovers. Uh, mentors And and on They loved their day In Crow Park And they were treated Extremely well in Crow Park No complaints Result obviously Didn't go that yep. way But delighted Delighted with the attitude Of the GA In Park
0: Yeah That's Lucas we'll, we'll leave it there And with we'll just less on, on, on club stuff um, I met Jackie Tyrrell On Saturday He's busily Come Preparing at the moment for the Kilkenny Football Championship, (laughs) 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 which will be
3: on the end of March.
1: (laughs) I I I like Ryan being handed the microphone. (laughs) I
0: actually
3: remember doing a league match in Kilkenny, a hurling league match, and I parked up in the Loughlin Gales, and their county footballers, under 21 footballers, were playing the Leinster Championship on the back pitch. In O'Loughlin's, I I sure there was a lesson there somewhere, somewhere, but I couldn't puzzle it up. I'm sure. Yeah, t- I, in Tomorrow. fairness
2: to uh, DJ Kerry, I think he was in charge of one of the minor football teams. He got a big boost now from being involved with the minor footballers to be a, a senior selector this year. <laughs> Smart promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I think uh, Tomas Sheehan a great one. Um, one said, "Paddy, party never took the league too serious when he was in, in charge of Kerry. Got be good team, and um, they divided up division." Two into kind of Division Three North and South, and Kerry were lobbed in with Kilkenny on it. Party had they'd been relegated, and uh, I think they played Kilkenny up and up in Ragget, uh in front of about 150 people. And he was doing the warm up with uh, Morris Fitz came over to him during the warm up anyway, and. Uh, so what are we doing here, like? And Tomas just pointed out a party and said, "Him
1: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> care <about the> <laughs> So that's,
0: that's not that long ago either. Let's face it. So it was gotta show. And, and moving on to league structures, we've we've a change in league structures, lads. And we're kicking off this weekend, whether it's mouth watering or not, we could decide. Uh, I suppose it is our second competition. Um, I'm just wondering, lads. You know, we've changed it up. I think we we felt it did need a shake-up of some sort anyway um, because I feel under the old system we had six teams in Division 1 just avoiding relegation and when that mm. was done really didn't care too much about quarterfinals and semifinals and you look at I think three of the last four winners have come from 1B so they've had the easier games like that Division 1A in the old format was very much cut short and now we've kind of deflated it a bit and well it's it's still you look at uh, the four Munster teams and Galway and Westmead as a fair group and mm. um, the other side: Carlo Dublin, Clare Leash, Wexford, Kilkenny, and obviously we'll have um, three teams going to the playoffs. One going straight to the semi-final, next two to quarters, and then uh, the bottom team in each group will go to a relegation playoff. Yeah. Um, do we like it, Marco? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a very fair uh, format, Daelor. To be honest with it, um, I think the top team in each division get the bonus of being automatically into a semi-final, which is the important thing. Um, You know, there may be a dead rubber game along the way if you're going to be finishing maybe in fourth or fifth position and just knowing that you won't be in the bottom of either group. Um, But I suppose there's a lot of the counties are treating the league more. You know, I I don't know, do the. the, And John might be better equipped to answer this question, being involved um, with the senior team, uh, whether they actually want to get to the league final. No, I always feel you should be trying to win most of your games if you can. I think if you have a young team, um, getting involved in the league semi-final and final is always good experience because the more often you talk guys into the mire, you know, fellas will always say, oh, stage fright got to in the semi-final or final and, and didn't perform. So I think, you know, if you get to the semi-final or the final of the National League, you should be trying to win it. And I, and I think, you know, winning breeds success as well. There's nothing like seeing players with a smile on their face, Anthony, you um, you know, when they go back to their own families and clubs and stuff for like that, if they win a national league medal, it's a very, very important medal to them, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that away. So, I think in the overall context of things, yeah, it, 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 it there was more kind of meaningless games, and it was quite obvious the teams that didn't want to win the league. I think here to four, whereas now if you end up in the top, you're, you're, you're getting the benefit of going straight to the semi final, and then there's a knockout game for the second and third team. So I think that, I think it's a good format.
0: I know you have not faced into Jetcha sure, but you would know the old system very well from your time in yeah, Dublin yeah. and you know what uh, being been there yeah. before you there was huge emphasis on, on on not being relegated and I was relegated once yeah. and we got into the relegation final another time and the sense of relief yeah. and we won that relegation final but you're facing into this new campaign now. Cork what 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 do you feel do you do you prefer this or did you prefer the other one
1: well it's a bit I suppose it's new and I suppose we we we're, we're only getting into it for um on, on starting yeah. on Sunday um I think the all-wing deal under the like with the change of championship into the round robin. I think having two you know, two campaigns where it is round robin, you're playing five or six league you know, league matches, uh, cutthroat in the league and then, you know, going straight into a monster championship and the same thing happening again. I think it needed to be changed because you do need to, you know, to have a look at players, give players a chance to put their hand up for selection, the guys who are training. So, I think it's probably a fairer system because the other way it was was incredibly tight. Like, you know, there were some great matches. You know, there were brilliant yeah, games, yeah. but I think it, but that was okay when 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 we had the old format in the championship. Whereas now, you know, it's like two seasons where you have you have six, seven, eight league matches coming up if you get to the final then you're starting off the same situation again where you have four-round-robin matches again. So um, I think it's I think from the point of view of the longer-term picture, I think it's, it's it's fairly fair. The only question you'll have about it maybe is that it looks kind of lopsided on both sides. You've kind of a Munster and a Leinster campaign. Now you've you've 12 teams, you've seven from Leinster, so it's always going to be some bit lopsided. But maybe if they tweaked it, that three of Munster were, you know, three, and maybe it's maybe kind of split it a bit better. I think it yeah. would be better off, you have
0: know? cocked Tip, Water, Limerick, <coughs> all you're missing is Clare there for yeah. the big five in yeah. Munster. Yeah, um, and you know, you could definitely have one of those gone across Going the across, the I think
1: would have made it a bit better like that yeah, point of view material, do, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I know they're
0: based it on last year's results. Yeah. Sort of down along. Yeah. But like since that round Robin has come in, in Munster and Leinster, obviously we had a massive year the first year Munster dipped a little bit last year. Leinster actually gave us more of the thrills and spills last year. I've no doubt that Munster would bounce back again, such such as like Tip not qualifying two years ago, Claire not qualifying, Walford would be anxious not to make a three in a row. So did we need to go down this route in terms of the league, in terms of diluting it a little bit? Is it undervalued and diluted? A Mark's point is very well made now. I've no league medal. I'd, lo- I'd love to have a league medal.
3: Yeah, and, and you'd say maybe in Mark's time, Cork kick-started with the 98 league final and then it's the last one in Cork. But like, the ultimate question is, like, what is the league for? Ultimately, what, what what is it for? Because some management teams are probably using it to bring through under-20s and 21s and if we don't get relegated, that's fine and let's be honest. The big guns are not going to be relegated, so they can experiment. Other counties then are very keen to win something, to get to the sharp end, to have competitive matches. But like, I would always loop back to that: um, what, what, what is the league actually for? Because if it is a competition in and of its own, it wouldn't be tinkered with so much. It would be a lot firmer in its in its belief or in your belief in it, right? But like every year, there's a different twist to it. There's a different spin to it. It's there's no relegation. There is relegation. We're going to have kind of north and south, or you know, whatever whatever you're having yourself. And I just think, I mean, I remember being in a meeting in Crow Park and asking that question, and there was no one on the Crow Park side of the table to answer. I so said, like, what? What is? What is the league actually for? It was created in the 30s when you had you could win an All Ireland hurling final after three matches. So it was created at a time when there was very little intercounty action. So, I'm just wondering, like, what what is its purpose now when there are so many games and when a lot of the players that you're going to be using, the likes of Cork, with 14 fellas in UCC who can end up playing three matches in six days. So, like, I, I'm not trying to abolish the league, but I actually think people need to knuckle down and kind of put on the table, like, this is what I think the league is for. And you, ta- you, you create a league format or a format to suit what teams or what the GA is trying to get out
2: of it. Yeah, well, I suppose Michael, and you're right. In mentioning in '98, it was a huge uh, thing for that present uh, side that team at that time because they were after coming off of under 21 All-Irelands as well, and it was actually a stepping stone into the senior arena. And I remember playing Waterford actually in the league final. It was a sellout crowd, Mm -hmm. and it was as massive for Waterford then as it was for Cork then, and it was a huge, I suppose, great for morale. I mean we knocked a couple of great days out of it now as well, I would say. Like, you know, that probably wouldn't be the same scenario now. But certainly you, you, you hit the nail in the head. It depends on which county you're in and what what's what's your agenda ultimately. But I look back in you know, at Kilkenny and how they focus on the league for a, for two decades this was. They said, What's the what's the point in getting beaten? you know, go away and try and win your league. No. I would say this, that when they looked at their championship afterwards, they nearly had a clear run automatically to the All Ireland semi-final. That has changed significantly now because the standard of Huller has probably come back a little bit. Galway are in there, mm-hmm. you know. Wexford have come back to the table now, and they're a serious force as well. So, you know, I suppose when Brian Cody was looking at his scenario, he was saying, "Look, listen, we need to keep these lads sticking over, give them a lot of experience. Plus, we'll be able to." T- paddle away through Leinster and get to the All Island semi final. And if, and like during that period of time in Munster there was four or five teams who were cutting the cutting the backs off each other because they were trying to get to the top table and, and that was where the standard was and they were they were shattered by the time they got to an Ireland semi final. Final. like
3: there's an obvious benefit because I would say Tipperary when they finally got on top of clicking there was a couple of those big league matches in Nolan Park and league finals that were very big John Coyley, is. I was saying, when they won the All-Ireland, there was a league match-up in Galway, which swung. So if you can use it, that's fine. But to me, that doesn't separate, that doesn't answer the question that the GA has never really answered. Like, what is the purpose of it? Like, what are, you trying, what are you trying to achieve? Is it just to give, as originally thought, to give more inter-county matches? Because I think we could all argue, too, that maybe there could be a few too many inter-county matches mm. and maybe a more compressed League and by the way, like I leave it at this, it's not a league. I mean, you can't have a league with a final. There's no final in a league. That's not what a league is for. That's that's me finished ranting no. you know, about the league in all, in all its forms.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I suppose look at a lot of the lads in football are kind of talking about maybe you know changing the championship completely and making the, they're they're saying they're getting more mileage out of the league and counties are enjoying it more and. Lads are hitting off during the Championship to the States and everything. Yeah, you know, and I think they're saying that it's more realistic than you know, the two or three, four counties maybe that can, can win in All-Ireland. Because the standard is you're playing against teams
3: and it's real, like Division 4 in football. I would say they probably all think they have a reasonable chance of getting out of it. Whereas, you know, it's, that's not the same in Hurling. Like, that's part of it too. That, like, what you can get out of league in football, but getting into the weeds on it is is, is very different to what you can do in hurling with it, like the the I would say the only teams getting out any other the league in hurling are the quote unquote lesser teams in Division One to try and bring up standards
0: there. Yeah, I I remember it isn't today or yesterday now, but we actually topped the league in 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 One uh, A or whatever it was at the time in '95. it was the only time I ever saw Jarrowknay and really being gutted after losing a league game of any sort was the league final that year because we hadn't made mm. any sort of a break it looked like another flop. But it definitely helped us. Like we were Silverwell engineering yeah, as well. well, like, we didn't win know? it, no, but we yeah, were high-octane. you were looking for. Got to Torles. And by the time we got back to that Munster final, there was nearly a feeling as are we going to choke again here? Or are we mm. going to make a stand? And mm. it, it stood to us after that. He used to be chopping and changing good off for league semifinals or training on the Friday night before a league semifinal would be the hardest session of the week. You know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I would very much say he targeted certain games. Yeah. You know, he, he looked at, yeah. OK, Cork in Parky Heave, Parky Ring we'd have a go at that and you were you knew by him that the build up to that was going to be mm. be different mm. and he wanted to make a point test ourselves but as regards to winning that once we'd won in Ireland I'm not so sure mm. Uh, mm. he was he was off for that
1: i'd say there's probably still the same kind of situations that you know I, like that's not that's not too unlike what's going to happen i think over the next couple of leagues where certain teams will start will target certain matches to you know say to try things out to to build confidence there's always marks says like you know when you go into play competition you don't want to get into a bad run and start losing confidence in that kind of scenario and you know people question what you're doing and so like you do vote every match to try and win it but as you say, certain matches, certain managers will target different different matches just to just to test the waters to see where they are. Throw in the one or two guys maybe that you're looking at in those particular games to see what, how they perform. Can they add to the add to your squad, add to the team when you know for the bigger matches later on in the year?
2: Like I suppose Anthony, if you look at Liam Cahill this, you know, and you look at Shane O'Neill, new managers in uh, Waterford and Brian. I said as much I think they'll be taking the league fairly serious they they will feel themselves that they've got to put their stamp get the number one get the players behind them and they're obviously all training for the last couple of months or so for that but the next step is to get the supporter behind you because ultimately the players want the supporters to come out and be in their corner because for down the road in Championship they want to have a full house and there's nothing like you know winning a couple of league matches at the start for the new managers and get the confidence up and get the crowd behind them so I think I, I would be if you were asking me the question in a month's time, and taking those three particular counties into into account, I think they'll they'll be looking at it, they'll be looking at uh, uh, getting a run.
0: Like my biggest problem is like for, the, can I, I, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit saying this like Westmead have a bit of a nightmare of a draw. Let's say you know mm. with with the big guns that are in there with them, and um, I just think there's no real threat of relegation for the top nine. Like even if they got caught in one of their games say Westmead take a scalp in that group and this, the other team don't take any other scalps just say someone goes bad and Westmead take a scalp they'll still have a playoff with the bottom team in the other group and I think that's something that's missing and my own preference for the league would be teams of seven Do you know? so you'd have guaranteed six good league games one up one down so you take like we have 12 teams there so you take second division then could have eight teams if you included Antrim Offaly three. Kerry do you know you would have you would have good competition there and good incentive to get up there with a chance of hanging on up there i, I don't i don't know okay only one team is going to go down so I would say I, of the lower ranked teams i know Leash have made huge strides already um but Leash, carlo westmead they're the three we'll be looking at probably and only one of the three is going to go so they're saying that's good but i i don't see there's any real threat of relegation for the big teams yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, but I suppose part of, part of maybe the expansion of this league up to 12 teams was the fact that a number of those big teams didn't want to be relegated and the GA didn't want them relegated out of it either and the county themselves didn't want to be relegated because there would be a financial disadvantage to being in a, in, a, in the lower division so I think it suits the stronger teams Anthony to make sure that they're not relegated I suppose and like there's very few teams would say if if you'll say let's just take a Kilkenny or a Cork were relegated or a tip just in the old format the gate receipts would significantly go down because a team the supporters aren't going to go down to carry. no disrespect to carry, but they won't travel to those matches whereas I think this format it kind of makes sure that the top teams stay where they are they know, Limerick, so the counter Limerick will tell you that
0: Mark. from their time they even got promoted up in Innes under under Donal I think Donal Grady and uh, they changed the format and they got left down there again and That's they right. couldn't get out. With yes, for a number of years, in one final yeah. against the head, really a bit of a shock. And they got caught down there, really. That's and right, for, and uh, years, yeah. they'd all tell you they had the facility to have Saturday night lights games in the Gaelic grounds, but they hadn't the quality of team to bring in the crowd there. And uh, yeah, yeah. even just being part of the, the Monster Superstores co op superstores with us, Larry, with doing the commentary. The crowd for the court game, like the crowd for the tip game, I think it was played. The twenty Friday night, I think the twenty second of December or something like that, or nineteenth yeah. of December, when yeah. everybody should have been at Christmas parties and breakups, and yeah. crowd of people in the grounds that night, you'd say, "God, Limerick really lost out a long time while they were down there."
2: Yeah, well, just um, I, I think the lights, uh, the Saturday night games, the Sunday night, and like, look, you just look at the Premiership now at the moment, all Premiership matches twenty years ago played on a Saturday. Now you have the Friday night game, you have Saturday game, you have Sunday game, and you have the Monday night football, like the GA to me will have to follow the same format because there's a lot of people actually want to go and support their teams and support and would go and watch neutral yeah. matches as well like if you could have the facility where you play them over maybe three days and it might be a Friday night Saturday night and a Sunday that's, that's something if we want to be promoting our own sport and our sport against other sports as well Anthony as well like we've got to look at that format.
0: Yeah I think you're right I think I've been only thinking like Claire don't have that lights facility but the world of people would pop into Limerick. You know, it's as easy for them a lot of the hurling country and Clare yes. to get to get to the Gaelic grounds as it is to Cusick Park. That's right. That's That's right. be who who do we think would like to win it,
1: lads, if you're ruling out Cork, Derger?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, for Mark's point you said it, it's just twenty two years since Cork won a league in the last it's, uh, Le- uh, National Hurling League and you know it's it's something, you know, we haven't had that success in between either. Like, you know, so if you're looking at you know, I suppose historically down here, people just it's been kind of a no no that people that the national league isn't taken too seriously and, you know, whatever happens, you know, Cork will come come right if they had if they do have a bad league. So again I think Mark's point, the couple of new guys coming in, uh, the new managers will obviously it's probably from their point of view looking to getting the extra matches, getting to the quarter final, semi final, final, you know, for them to get to to get to know their players more in a kind of very competitive match. You'd imagine guys like you know, the guys like Liam Cal, the guys like Shane O'Neill um, you know, we'll be looking for that situation where those games will be of huge benefit to them. So, if I think if you were looking, if you're looking uh, at, at, at winning it, I think you could you could start there. You know, I think Limerick for some reason, you know, it seemed to be very you know they've turned things around in in, in the context of, um, you know, they're taking things very seriously. You know, we played them recently in the in, in the Munster League final, and they were bringing on all stars a quarter on 20 minutes to go. So it, it's it looks like they're taking it very seriously. Um, you know. Liam, Liam Sheedy has a, a batch of under twenty players coming through with all our medals in his pocket, trying they have to, to get time, try, like trying that. to give them a chance as well. So, you know, I suppose everyone every county could make a you know, you could make a case for, for, for um for for different scenarios. Kilkenny as always, for some reason always like, you know, he's he's a luxury now to he'll probably give the Belly us a couple of weeks off and they'll come back. They'll miss two games, they'll miss Dublin and miss Leash. There's a break in between, so he'll give them three weeks off and he'll have them back for maybe the third match and then if they win that and win the other matches that you'd expect them to win again they're not they're going to be in the league quarterfinal and final that's exactly where they want to be
0: Yeah and Manny Mark you know one thing I'd look at here is and I know I'm clear and there was motions to change it and they're not playing championship in April mm. you know they've decided the club's took a vote and there's no football no hurling going ahead so lads won't be troubled right. at all so for me, for Brian Lawton to get on a clear run. run you yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think the league finalists pencil in for the 27th or 8th of March, I think. Second. Tw- 22nd. Yeah. Sorry, I have another yeah. week. So, yeah. really, with not playing until the 12th, I mean, for Claire, it makes it to me to be a no brainer just to go all out for the league and you have seven weeks to prepare then for the championship. For the championship. For absolutely. And,
2: and I would say that, that, that look, I, I'm a big believer in the, in the league. I'll be straight up with you. I, I don't like seeing. Giving another county an advantage over you, and you know, it's hard to believe it's 22 years since Cork won the National League. But I mean, when you're, you know, Hernady, huggy Bill Cooper, no National League medal, and like, there's only two serious medals that a player can win an All Ireland and a League medal. And I think, like, like, you know, suddenly it was, all, it was, a, it was a great medal to win in our day, and I, I wouldn't dismiss it at all as oh, it's just a league. Because for fellas that will never win an All Ireland medal, if they had a National League medal in the back pocket, I think it'll mean something for them. Um, I suppose Anthony, like to me, the league should be used, you know, to blood players as much as you can. Um, you know, we've seen the, the best players all along, but there are other fellas that need to get game time, and I think you know, rather than a fella looking over his shoulder and getting the curly finger and say, oh, geez, i only got 20 minutes, and I I look at Dan Dooley last year now from Bright Rovers, he played in the league match against Limerick, it was a game that Cork actually won down there, Patrick Collins, I think, played in goals, another fellow who's had very little game time because he's had Anthony Nash in front of him, um... He never saw, he got a half an hour against Tip the following weekend and they were well beaten by Tipperary. He never saw another match after this and he's gone off the penalty. I think, is he. I don't think he's involved this year. So, I just put in the case that there are players out there that are really unknown fellas. Now, it is a benefit, obviously, if they're playing beside better known players and more skilled players. But I think the league, from there, there's a nugget of fellas there that should be given opportunities. The good under-21 are minor, I think we all know they'll come through in their own time. The likes of the Sean Oggs, you know, the Seamus Hickey's, the Joe Deans, they were good minors, so you know they will come through. But there's there's a bunch of fellas there that unless you throw them into... Chris O'Leary now, for example, fellow who had a very good Fitzgibbon campaign last year for Cork, Niall O'Leary. They, you know, those kind of fellas that, you know, are they good enough having come through minor under-21? Throw you know, them into a National League man. And put him on a good player, right? a renowned player, and you'll be able to test him against them. I think that's that, that's the way I would be looking at from a league point of view.
0: Yeah, so this weekend now, Michael, you'll have Waterford, Liam Cahill trying to find out and trying to get a few new lads, and there's been a couple of high-profile people gone off the panel for various reasons. Like, But he'd probably get a chance maybe, as Mark, I think, is right, that one or two lads there that maybe wouldn't have featured. Waterford haven't had a great time the last three, four years, minor 21, since that winning 21 team college is back strong again this year, I believe, so maybe see some of them there, but you know, up against Cork the weekend, you probably have a quality enough Cork team out, so you'll see lads at that level, I, I think he's he's right that way, that you really can't see, you can look, I, I might have been accused as well, when I was a clear, not being too interested in winning the league, like I wanted to win a Munster, that didn't work out either, maybe there's a correlation there, I could have looked back on, but it definitely was a time, where you were looking for a cornerback, and you would, you know, I remember I used to have, Father Harry with me and Cork were the kingpins really when I was there and Kilkenny were coming back and he was a great one. He'd often say to me, I was the fella there going well. You know, I heard he's playing well and you know, he was very really good for the club last year. I'd like to have a look at him, he's twenty two. And he used to say to me, Would he mark Wayne Sherlock? Yeah. I says, I don't know, but we could we can have a look at him against Wayne Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know
3: Oh yeah, and that's the, and like like Liam Cal is a good example because I suppose next weekend is a bit of a referendum on his progress so far even though it's only the first, the first big match but like i go along with the lads there's probably more at stake for the likes of him and um, Lone. Brian Lohan and Shane O'Neill etc but like I know I'm based on very little but what I saw at Limerick particularly against Cork like they do strike me as a maybe John Coyle is kind of saying look we, we wrote off last year and we were unlucky and so on but look you know we're going to be at it and right at it from the very start like, I was very surprised with some of the lads they brought on because the game was well and truly over it, you know heading into the third quarter and yet they were bringing on bringing on fellas that you say well this fella will be fairly safe
0: yeah. come the winter so like that's, that's I think it's a bit of their panel makeup as well though that the few that they're missing yeah. fairly regularly with Fitzgibbon what's what's there is sort of established guys
3: at this stage. Oh, oh yeah but like certainly in terms of attitude like fair enough the new manager you'd expect them to go all out because they're not going to say it to the lads and dress them. look it doesn't really matter now today because we're thinking of the championship straight up but like of of the established teams if you like Limerick would be my dark horse to maybe to win it because I think there might be maybe a sense of mission like if it wasn't for the Lions when last year we'd be in the all the final but we're going to show them all and it would also I suppose uh, take a bit of attention away from what's going on off the field which could become a distraction. Do you know? Yeah,
0: and it, and the more positives on the field yes, puts all absolutely. that
3: bit. and we saw that against Corks or the Crowder coming in over
0: the wire delighted. Yeah, in the absolutely. last ten minutes, and like all with the players uh, yeah. gave time with the kids. We were yeah. there. We saw it Yeah. Um, so looking at the weekend, I suppose we're saying Limerick will be Tip so just back after <laughs> after <all this> <laughs> <laughs> Larry, are you Larry, confident? <laughs> <laughs> you have much of a ten, Larry. <laughs>
1: I think I'm not saying that untoward is going on with these league matches, but like there must be some betting opportunities to be had if you could tell <laughs> which team is going to be trying <laughs> which week, you know? Um like look you you, you mentioned the was it the cork match where Tip came back from their trip away with all guns blazing for about twenty minutes and blew Cork away. Mm. I mean I, I, I talked to, to Sheedy after the after the league and he was absolutely horrified at the idea that anyone would be would be pulling the handbrake for certain matches. Like, but really, realistically, like he said, I mean what? How can you? How can you tell? Is there are there signs which which team to be trying any particular week? Yeah. I don't know. We'll
0: have a better idea when we see lineups, I suppose. Yeah, I, I look
2: like okay. Like you look at the Tipperary Limerick game. Tipperary the All Ireland champions. They're playing at home. Automatically, I feel Limerick doesn't want to get beaten at home. Won't be the end of the world either beaten by Limerick. They were beaten by him in the Munster final last year and came back and win the All Ireland. So I mean you you will be able to get over that hurdle. But being at home and being All Ireland champions and the first league match. That does add a small little bit of spice there, and what better team to become the town than Limerick, to be honest with it. And if you're in the tip dress room and say, little lads, these guys turned us over in the Munster final last year, you know, maybe we'll, um, we'll, we'll do our best to try and win that. And yes, I think Limerick are probably look like they're ahead of everybody else from the pre season, um, but you know, that that's a very, very attractive match. But the home venue, I think, has a, might have a bearing on that as well. Yeah, plus,
0: plus the days of the lads coming back with the, the stone and the arse. Yeah, that all that gone. A bit from it. that's yeah, gone. That's really. gone really. You don't mind just now, You don't, have knowing, you you don't see them coming out of shape anymore, do you? Like really, it's rare to me. I think anyway. I don't.
1: A lot of these guys know. You know, their 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 lifestyle it kind of dictates the whole scenario. Like they're, you know, they a lot of you know, they're in the gym two or three times a week. Like you know what I mean. So they they, they consciously don't allow themselves to get back in because I think if you do that. You're going to be behind straight away, so I think they always they do come back. You now uh, you know in very good shape, like you know to get themselves ready because obviously it's you know it's, it ramps up fairly quickly because you know your season starts in the middle of January and like once it starts next Sunday, yeah. it won't stop. Yeah,
0: and you don't want to be out there in front of a few thousands and cameras and everything else. And yes, and, yeah. Le- Leash and Wexford Michael on this the other Saturday night game. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Wexford off to flyer yeah, really with the yeah. Walsh Cup bagged and yeah. like to be fair, Davy likes to win everything he's in. Really, I think you know that's the sort of nature of him. He couldn't play a game of golf for him, but he'd want to beat you. Like, you know, but. <laughs> well,
3: in, in fairness to him, he is instilled that kind of, I won't no, say the click attitude, but you know that, yeah. like, it's always an insult to say with any team they're hard to beat because it kind of suggests maybe they're not as skillful, but, like, they have that attitude. And I, I would say that's thats a matter of habit as opposed to saying, look, we'll be all right, you know, in May, as you say, he'll be shouting at them to, to put down a marker straight away against Leash and to show. That you know the they're they're at it as as they say that's my favourite phrase now for attitude. the day, that 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 they're at it but they're like they can they can get to that level, and they can produce the attitude and I would say Dave you'd be the first fellow to say that like, that becomes that becomes a habit, and you instill it early on. and like like yeah. a, a league final now for them would be a good a good outing for him
2: yeah Do you know I, I, like I suppose we've got to go back now just only three or four years ago where Wexford were. No disrespect to them, they weren't contenders for anything. Davy has turned the players and the county around. To be fair to them, winning Lancer massive, beating Kilkenny. You've got to realise that the amount of times that Kilkenny have beaten Wexford in the last two decades, that is weighing heavily on a lot of their supporters. And I think it's a great opportunity for Wexford maybe to bag two points. But Lee should be looking at it from their perspective as well. They've had a good season last year. They've been trying to build on that. It's a home game for them, but. You know, Wexford to me... like You mentioned earlier on about the fact that the league final is the 22nd of March and the first round of the championships is May. There is that six or seven weeks that if you did get to a league final... You can afford to give the lads a couple of there's Probably a club championships in there to give them. Yeah, a well, break. I'm, o- I'm open to contradiction now, but I think yeah.
0: last year there was only a round or two of football played. I don't, am not yeah. sure. Well, there was whole, on the count, I suppose Could be I'm wrong, like, no, Wexford like listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think, I think Davy will be, will be on. Awesome. You, you mentioned he's a very competitive uh, individual. So yeah, they have he, momentum. Why lose it? Like absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: yeah. Sam Freddy, like second season syndrome, too, can kick in a bit there. You know, it's, mm. it's mm. A, he, he'll want to make sure that they're very competitive. At the very least yeah. Two new boys Taking over on Sunday uh, Shane O'Neill And Shane O'Brien would like to wish Shane the best of luck As well A good, good Cooler man Taking over Westmead And I think he's Assembled a fairly strong Backroom staff It looks a very tough Group for them But um, And that'll be a tough Start in Salt Hill it, it
2: is Sorry Like in a, in an away game I think for Westmead Is a very difficult game And the fact that Division 1A In with Tip Limerick Galway Waterford And Cork I'd say they'd be hoping that they, they might have been in the other division that you, you'd have the likes maybe of of, of Carlo and Leash inside there as well. So I think it's a very, very difficult game for them starting off. And, you know, Galway under a new manager, Shane O'Neill, as well. They'll want to be stepping. They'll, they'll want, like, they won the All l- Island two years ago. They've become a little bit of a forgotten team, I suppose, in some respects. And remember, they were the team that last out in the round robin championship last year. In the last we'll say we were all watching it live and we'll say who's stuff. in, who's out. Like it, it actually was a fantastic finish to the Leinster Championship last year. And um I'd say like the Galway fellas should be smarting from that last year and trying to get back into the a bit like Tip missed out a couple of years ago and came back and won the All ireland
0: Yeah, a bit of talk about the way Mi Hall quit or whatever you know, did he want to go, or did he want to keep going? So Shane, brave enough to put up his hand and say, I want it, and you know obviously great record in the piercing, so be interesting, very interesting. I, I see the Thomas's boys were back with him for the World Cup final the weekend, David were coming on as a sub, and uh, so obviously that's a good sign for him that they're yeah. lying in straight away, yeah. they're not looking for a break. You'd expect Clare would have enough for Carlo in NS Brian Lawrence first start pitch, never better up there. Whoever got it right with the pitch in Cusick Park has done a great job. I know we've a, a sexy... Hockey Keefe to look forward to as well No, with none of the quagmire of last year lads we gave a lot, of, a lot of minutes talking about the pitch last year here, on the Monday morning but uh, yeah I think Clare probably hit the ground running there I know a few experiments are expected of the David McInerney thing to go out the field I believe is, is going to happen the big one for me is who's going to hit the freeze with, with oh, Peter, yeah, Peter Duggan
1: Peter Duggan away, yeah uh, any any insights Dale, as to what yeah. might happen? Um a few okay.
0: few different names mentioned, David really been one yeah. that I heard might take over. He hit some Frey Rogue, so um yeah, like he's DC, back as well. He's a big addition yeah, back.
1: Yeah, and do you see the quite well in the once in the, the Monster League match yeah, as well. Yeah, like, I know, think whatever. he's picked up a bit of a niggle. Okay. So yeah. maybe a doubt
0: for the weekend whether okay. he'd start sort of uh, but by powers of deduction, fellas are saying to me it might mm. be David Reedy But yeah. like everything else, like we can, you know, the stuff in the car. of I can't find out anything anymore. And one of my best <laughs> friends is the manager of the team. <laughs> <laughs> All he wants me is a de- different fundraisers. He's been picked out to be at. I says, when am I going to New York, Brian? <laughs> but anyway, look, we, we'll probably expect that they'll win. Jerry, you're going to watch Park. It's not the revamped Watch Park yet, but
1: no, not yet. I see that they've, they've been allocated the money for it. Like so, I presume they're not going. Or until maybe next next July or August when all the months of championship matches are over. So, yeah, it's it's look, it's it's uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough task. Go out to Walsh Park anytime is is uh, is a tough place to go. Cork I suppose over the years haven't had a great record there. But look, we're playing them in the championship there as well. So from a point of view, it's it's probably not a bad thing to go out to Walsh Park to 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 play Waterford. Like again, we're. Um, I suppose they're they're starting off with a new manager, as you say, with with, with uh, you know new ideas and some new players in there as well. So it's uh, you know we I say we're kind of, we're both in kind of the same vein. We both I suppose we'd like to win the match to give us two points. Like to you know to you know to give us a good start to the league. So, been interesting game. We played them in the Munster League in in in, in Dungarvan and there was only a couple of couple of points in it. Um, you know, but again, so it's more small more pointy. Was just the preparations are a bit challenged at the moment, like with the Fisgibbon Cup on at the moment, like, and that's on next uh, the UCC are in the quarter final next week. C A T are playing tomorrow night. Mary I are playing Thursday night as well. So you know, it's that, that's that's challenging when you have guys who are who are not able to be with you at training because they're playing with their colleges, and you know they're. There's a good few of them there who'll be maybe first choice players. You know what I mean. And trying to work on your setup in different situations can be challenging.
0: Mm. Yeah. So whatever hotel uh, the Hurlers have booked in this weekend, uh, have your house in order, have everything perfect for them. Grub top class, and you'll get them back for the summer for the championship. <laughs> 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 That's the beauty of these trial run games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose. And on, on that game, I suppose it's it's you know. Looking at the Waterford setup, I suppose there's been a number of high-profile players that won't be involved and they're mainly defenders, I suppose. You have the likes of Noel Connors, um, Philip Manny and Ty de Borca, who the three of them would have been three stalwarts in the defence over the last number of years. So, you know, it's it's an ideal game for Cork in some respects to go to Waterford, particularly when they're going to be playing them in the Championship as well, to try and put down a marker, I suppose, for the Championship.
0: Yeah, and Michael that, that in the, in the division one then that, that leaves us I suppose with what I think, you know, could be up there nearly with the game of the weekend is Nolan Park with Kenny and the dubs because as George said, like, there's no way Brian Cody's going to ask the Betty Hale boys to tog straight away. So that's three all star forwards out of the way and maybe Joy Holden and I, I won't speculate on who'd be brought in there because they were they were very good and back to back club champions. But Dublin, you know, they got a great battle with Galway in the Watch Cup semi final and they were also on the round robin in the in the Watch Cup, so Matty Kenny would have a good chance and I was watching the lineups. He really did experiment with positions and different players and that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember being in Parnell Park a couple of years ago when Kilkenny just beat them in that first-round-robin game. Controversial late goal. You can't help but thinking if they'd won that then, if they'd kicked on, where would they be now? Um, they might be a bit further along the line. But like, as you say, you know, Kilkenny, despite everything, you know, whoever he picks... You know they'll come with the attitude, but what would be worrying if you were outside Kilkenny is whether he'll really turn up one or two forwards. would he chance Shane Walsh, and Tollerone maybe? Is he after buying his way in with the performance he gave against uh, against Father O'Neill's? I don't and like you always have the three lads to come back, and maybe Podrick Walsh will get a week off
0: maybe a couple of weeks
3: off <laughs> down in Tullerone
0: to celebrate I'd say if you're established like Patrick Walsh you might but I'd say if you're Shane Walsh I'd say if you get picked you'll turn up
3: so now as you don't give a speech in the dressing room beforehand for, t- for 20 minutes saying thanks which uh, look that, I mean, that has all the potential actually to be the best game um, of the weekend because obviously they'll be very keen on both sides to put down markers no better, <clears throat> no better manager than bring Cody to try and put a punishment beating on a team that might trouble him later in the year and they would they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't yeah. spare it. Oh, I remember um, a day down there as Danny Sutcliffe uh, began the end for a certain Kilkenny back I think the Dublin manager nearly got assaulted after was out in the field. I Was lucky.
0: I was lucky. I had um, Dancing with the Stars uh, <laughs> top men right beside me <laughs> on the day. Well, I think uh, Vinny Tehan did more damage than Michael crude <laughs> Like good lads are on me. You know, I tell you <laughs> for the ambush. Well, I mean even, even that
3: game no, that was a great game and Sutcliffe yeah. was unbelievable, but. They, re- I mean, the way, and it just was an insight into Kenny generally. Like, obviously, you get caught up in a match, a league match, and it's close, and your crowd win at the end. But their celebrations—it was like they had never won anything, and it was winning the all and they were coming in over the wire, celebrating. And it was a great win, but you had to say, "My God!" Like, you know, yeah, it was, it was it's, fa- it's it was, fairly serious. It was a stuff, banana you know? score.
0: Uh, I, my brother Michael was was there, and. Uh, He'd be kind of tipping off to keep an eye on the Dublin hurlers that time, and uh, they might make a weekend of it himself tomorrow and, and his wife. And he said, "God, you'd swear they were after winning three All Irelands in a row." Like, but that that'll tell you the mentality. You don't yeah, come into yeah. Nolan and, and get a oh yeah, go. oh yeah,
3: and and I know, I know it's a cliche that no matter where you go and you're traveling, it's 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 not it's not as comfortable as at home. But like, I would love management teams to speak frankly, like about going to Nolan Park because they're so good to deal with actually the stewards, the fellas mining, et cetera, and yet it's such a hostile atmosphere. In some grounds, it's almost the opposite. You go in and the steward will nearly spit on you, and yet you know the team coming in are going to win because the the county just aren't as good. So it's just it's just that contrast. Do you know the way they bring up, like if they have spare bananas in the click-any dressing room, they'll come up and give them to the journalists, right? <laughs> which which obviously wins a lot of favours, and yet quite obviously out in the field, they just cut the head off you
0: rather than even concede one sideline ball. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we'll also keep an eye on on two A. I suppose uh, we'll be looking at Antrim. I suppose with Darren Gleeson gone in as the full time manager. But we'll also, I suppose, the one we we'll, we look at there, or we won't talk about it too much. But we will keep a close eye, Offaly. on Offaly. Yeah, sure, obviously, it. with the the dream management gone in there, and the dream chairman now gone in, and Mister Dygnan as well. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no. I wouldn't talk to him at a meeting there last yeah, weekend. Yeah. I said, "No, you've gone to the other side. Huh? <laughs> no I'll you no more." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. They'll surely have a bounce anyway.
2: Yeah, I, I actually spoke, happened to have a reason to talk to Joe Dooley recently, and. You know, I just said, like, you know, there was, I suppose, a huge coup with Michael Dygan going in and a number of his close allies, I suppose, in different positions within the county board as well. And I think once he got in, there was a number of other people maybe left the positions they were in because they felt, look, you know, look, Michael wants to take this on and grab it by the neck. And probably to be fair, I think he will probably do a, a, a very, very good job with Offaly as well. And then, I suppose, Michael Michael Finley and John Kelly from the the, the of Saleem manager as well, being on the ticket as well. I think that's a great uh I think that's a great lineup from an Offaly perspective. If you were a young Offley player Absolutely. you'd have to be loving I, it. I think you'd have you'd have to be saying, Listen, do you know what? We've one of the best uh, players that ever Grace the Fields and Michael Fenley here and then from a club perspective Johnny Kelly has been an excellent uh, manager stroke coach who was involved with Portumna as well Anthony for years And very very successful So it, it looks like The dream team And um, But it, that will obviously Will bring us pressures as well Because if they don't mm. get results And they did get a result Recently In, Keogh. in the Keogh Cup They won by a point A game that had led For the whole game And then Trubble got a goal With oh. the last puck of the game To draw it And then they came back And got the winner So you know Small little victories Along the way But it that's an important game For them on Sunday They need to win it yeah,
0: Hopefully McFinley Will turn up for training Tomorrow night oh, uh, yeah. I think he was taking Tuesday off as the planner right <laughs> <laughs> Just one thing before we, before we wrap up, uh, Gerard, just, you know, one of the things, look, some lads have been let go from panels for various reasons and that, but the guys opting out, like, you know, I certainly raised eyebrows with, I see Daniel Kearney, I didn't know that till yesterday, I wasn't gone back with yourselves, and even Peter Duggan, like, in the prime of his, you know, really flying at All-Star two years ago, seemed to have solved, the year out is now, or some has just calling it a bit earlier, it's, it's it's a loss to us, like these quality guys. I know, and clear, everyone is saying, "How are we going to replace Peter Duggan?"
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, it's you know, it's the game that's losing out. Unfortunately, the three players you just spoke about there, like you know, what I mean, have all graced hurling, you know, at, at the top level, and they've been brilliant players, you know. But I suppose, it's, I suppose, it's the commitment, Dillo, that's that's required nowadays. That people are just saying, you know, will they put their life on hold all the time? And the likes of Peter Duggan hidden away for twelve months, you know, he can always come back in, and he'll be more than welcome, and he'll be looking for him to come back in, like you know. Danny Carney probably is probably at the at the, the other end of it, and that he's you know his age profile, he's been around, he's he's served. Served Cork absolutely brilliantly for the last eight or nine years, and just a job opportunity in Dublin came his way. That, would, that was going to be that was going to mean he was going to be spending quite a bit of time in Dublin. So, again, you know, you may, maybe at some stage in the future, you you know, if if you're, the guys are so so well conditioned now, that age is not a number anymore that they can come back in if they really wanted it. But it just goes to show the commitment is, is huge at the moment. And uh, you know, I, I was very sorry to see Philip Manny go. You know, I, I I was involved with Philip at UCC and also Belly Gunner and a top class top class player, like you know what I mean. But you know, to, for for him to say that you know that the enjoyment was gone out of it. You know that uh, it's just he was commuting up and down from up and down up and down from Waterford to Dublin, which is tough going. You know, and uh, you know three or four times a week, like you know what I mean. So that's the pity. But I suppose you know it's the evolution of it. it has happened in the past, and people come in and it gives the opportunity for someone else to put their hand up to stake that jersey.
0: Mark, did you ever think of taking a year out there? I no, didn't anyway
2: certainly not I mean, wouldn't you, have been welcome back after the uh, year uh, yeah <laughs> or, or maybe you were waiting at the end of the year to see if the new men are going to shaft you <laughs> or not or we were getting a phone call to come back training uh, no I, but it's a different era Anthony does no point in saying otherwise um, the player to me that's, that's there now to when we played it twenty twenty five years ago is a way different the mentality is a way different um, and I sense this at club over the last five or six years that it has started with the club game where the guys are going away um, and I think particularly it's actually started with colleges the J1 visas where that was the first leading for me maybe 15 years ago you saw was that non j people going on J1 visas and all of a sudden then all of a sudden with a player going away from one from this club and next of all this spread to the other clubs in the local area and now it is kind of the norm that if you're going to a college we we'll go for three months during the summer. Now county boards have opened the door as well because they've shut down their club season mm. during the summer which has allowed a player to actually say well listen I'm missing nothing I'm training from January to we'll say April or May. There's no matches June, July or August and I'll be back in September to finish off the club championship. So I think we've, we've created a bit of that vacuum as well. But as a player, I can only speak for myself, did it cost my mind to go away for a year or take a year out? Absolutely not. I, I would miss it too much to actually take a year out.
3: It's interesting, I was talking to a manly club not far from where Mark is based and he was saying their issue is that you have a fella who's 21, 22, whatever, he's finishing college, and he realises that he's going to have to get a job, etc. So he wants to take the year out to go to Australia. And as he said, compared to Longo, ago, he's fellas on WhatsApp and Instagram, etc. saying, hey, we're out here in Sydney and there's a bedroom here if you want to come out and there's no hassle. And he said, we're now nearly budgeting that you lose them for a year between 21 and 25, mm. but then they'll come back mm, again. Yeah. So it's fu- it's funny... Like I think some, I think sometimes they're willing to kind of forego the J one, but nearly if they do that, then they feel they're entitled to a year off then before they start working. It's just a complete different mentality to to long go. Do you know what I mean? That you you wouldn't think you wouldn't think in those terms.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that is, 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 is you've just hit it in the net. You wouldn't think in those terms, whereas now it is the norm. And I'd have to say the parents are agreeing with their children as well and say, listen, Jenny, going away, i sure Mary down the road sent her two kids the year before. Going away for a year, kind of, you know. Yeah, we,
0: we live in the era where we, we, we look at Twitter and there's the San Francisco Sevens is on and even the Middle East, uh, you know, just, just the Abu Dhabi, yeah, 11 t- aside.
3: It t- t- isn't a remote thing. I went on my J1 and I had to write a letter to a cousin of mine to ask him would I stay with him. And sure, nowadays, you just turn on your phone and you can text a fellow who's in San Francisco or... Yeah. Australia say look I'm coming out next week will you put me up so that's, a ver- that's very hard for these guys to resist I presume
0: to some last to the Glen in 73 on that note folks the, the decline <laughs> the decline dates from the yeah, Glen Knicks footballers <laughs> on that note folks um, we thank uh, Michael uh, Gerard, Larry and Mark and uh, Mark and I hope anyone you know really starts. I suppose now the club was huge as well, but we're hoping to get that back to the one year as we established early in the show. But um, we hope everybody enjoys the action the weekend. Few few moat water and clashes out there. And it is uh, the beginning of our secondary competition. And uh, as a great regular in Marty Brown's Mick Shea, a great character, says to me when I often mention about uh, Henry Shefflin and his ten all Irelands and Tommy Walsh and Jackie with their nines and. Uh, to mr john dial has 11 leagues Beat that so <laughs> en- en- enjoy the fair and remember folks as always you can listen to the podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud or irishexaminer.com slash podcast and uh, don't forget to leave us an old little review or a comment and um, you can tell us where we can improve or uh, what we're doing okay cheers